I am Boris. Play my escape room. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dival. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Welcome in to Escape Break for the first time all year. I have everybody on board. We got Tati. Hey. We got Beth. Hello. And that means we're here for Best of Battle Round 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Guys, how have you been? Welcome to the new year. I've been good. (laughs) Good. Are you guys staying warm? Yes, I'm actually wearing my fuzzy robe right now. Nice. I'm always cold. The moment it... It hits winter and I'm very, very cold. <laughs> Even in like <laughs> Southern California, the sun is out. I'm in bed. I'm cold. Yeah, it's been chilly for sure for us Californians, but hopefully it's going to get warmer soon. All the more reason for you to play an escape room because sometimes escape rooms can get warm, especially with a lot of bodies in there. So guys, are you ready to battle today? Yes, get on. I believe the last battle, Beth and Tati, I almost lost their friendship because I had some remarks. In fact, guys, before we get started, I've had some remarks. I've been spicy, Kai. I've been super spicy. So I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Scott Levy. Hopefully I'm saying your name right. Scott Levy listened to our awards episode. And if you listen to our awards episode, you know that I'm anti-awards and Tati is not. And Scott, the great guy he is, called me out on our page in a very appropriate way. We discussed, we have our views, but I just wanted to applaud him because I love people who can have different opinions, talk about it. At the end of the day, we're all friends. And that's exactly what we did And Tati, I have a surprise for you. Oh, no. Guess who's a nominator for Terpeka? Me. And me. I knew it. (laughs) So afterwards, Kai and I just kind of debriefed a little bit, went a little bit more in depth. And I think once we talked about a little bit more, his viewpoint was like well how do we know these people and like why aren't they nominating some of my favorites and then we kind of got on the topic of well if you're a nominator you can nominate your own favorites so did that persuade you a little bit Kai? Kind of kind of I in fact I texted you I think the day after and I said hey were you accepted because I got accepted very quickly (laughs) and you were like no I still have to submit my form and I was like oh I thought you did that so I did it I pretty did. briskly after. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. You you should have told me. Um, I'm but a sneaky yeah, sneak. I, I see that. I was a little lazy on doing my 200 and something list for them. 
So that's what <laughs> held me back a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm one as well. So with that being said, I just want to clarify that I have nothing against Terpeka or any humans. My qualms are with the math and the fairness. So to be a part of that fairness or to strive for that, I have become a nominator. Now, Beth, I know you weren't there for that episode, but you certainly do qualify to be a nominator if you'd like to sign up. And anybody who's played over 200 rooms, please sign up so we can try to make this as accurate as possible, really, is all I'm asking for. Yeah, I think I was a nominator for Terpeka last year. Nice. I remember doing something with Terpeka and I was emailing them some random stuff, but genuinely... It, it was a while ago. My brain <laughs> did not keep track on that, but I did get a lot of emails from Trepeka. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. awesome. And just to go off what Kai said, to nominate, you have to have 200, but in order to place your top 15 and still contribute, you have to do over 100 rooms. So even if you haven't hit the 200 mark, you can still participate. There you go. There you go. So just wanted to surprise you with that, Tati specifically let everyone know that Tati and I are still friends. Yeah, we're still friends. Everything is cool. <laughs> All right, guys. So today for best of battle, we have three new categories at hand. We have the categories of the best destruction puzzle, the best voice interaction you've ever experienced in an escape room, and the best room you've ever played that involves collecting points some sort of a point to total room as some may know maybe some don't not all escape rooms are about the escape some are you have this goal collect as much gold as you can or steal as many artifacts as you can so you're in there for the full 60 minutes we're going to talk about all of that today without revealing what you're going to say guys what category you're most excited about today I think the point collecting yeah. category. I, I've yeah. point can uh, point collecting rooms feel like just more puzzles. Mm -hmm. There's more to do. It's a lot more chaotic puzzle wise. And I love that stuff. Yeah, nice. that's a good category. I think the one I'm most excited for is the voice interaction. Okay. Just because of the room specifically that I have for it. Okay. And not planned, but I believe I'm most excited about destruction. Because that is what we embody, is distraction, the three of us all. <laughs> at least me and Beth. But I know Tati can be pretty destructive too at times, especially in the competitive realm. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So I'm going to play close attention to the order we go in. <laughs> Good job. Good. <laughs> I will yeah. go last in the first round. Beth, you will go last in the point collection round. And Tati... You will go last in the voice round. All right. So going first in best destruction moment in an escape room is going to be Beth, then Tati, and then me. For those listening, destruction is essentially in rooms, especially as they've evolved. Sometimes you're actually breaking things. Now, you have to be very careful in escape rooms and only break things when you know you can. It's usually anti-escape room to break things. But once you hear about our experiences, you'll start to understand. Okay? All right, Beth, starting it off with you. So for the destruction puzzle, I chose 
a puzzle from Curse of the Black Knight by Escapex. Okay. And it's at such a, like a random point. Like it kind of starts off the entire room, which is really shocking because I'm usually used to those destruction things happening towards the end. But I liked the change. I liked having it at the beginning. We're switching it up. And basically they give you a tool to break a door down. And I thought that was super exciting because I'm like, me? Breaking a door down? Never, <laughs> ever. But one time it did happen. Um, and it was just, I don't know. I thought it was really cool because I'm used to destruction puzzles being like, break this thing or like break that thing or take this thing and break that thing. And I just thought it was really cool that you got to break down an entire door. I don't get to say that a lot about a lot of escape rooms. So I, you know, thought it was a good destruction puzzle. Curse of the Black Knight. Solid beginning. Curse of the Black Knight honestly is in an underrated category it's a very very strong room i don't think it gets talked about enough in the area but it's a feel-good room and there's lots to do and mm -hmm. breaking down doors is, is the way to go now sidebar to both the ladies in the room have you ever had a crazy ex-boyfriend try to break down a door what's your what's your situation with doors breaking down because for me breaking down doors I just leave that to Beauty and the Beast and like the mob song where they're like battering ram the door. That's all I can think about. Um, I did have an ex that usually would do the destructive stuff in escape rooms, whether it was like intended or not. Usually it could have been an accident, but I don't know <laughs> what's going on in his head. <laughs> oh, Beth, so innocent. Bringing it back to escape rooms. I was mm. trying to get into the drama here. Hey, we got more of that, but... <laughs> I think we need more time. <laughs> of course, time. of course. <laughs> Tati, I'm handing it off to you to either talk about some ex-boyfriend drama or bring it to your destruction puzzle, which you think is the best. I'm going to skip the ex-boyfriend drama. <laughs> oh, we're totally gonna go different podcast. Yeah, different different podcast. That's okay. like escape break at night night. So <laughs> escape breakups. Break Handling escape breakups. <laughs> Wait for the spinoff, you guys. <laughs> That's like us with no filters on. Everything is on the table. All right. We all have like a glass of wine. <laughs> we got a burn book. Oh, I'm down. Okay. Coming back to escape rooms. Although we do need to go back to that idea. That sounds like a great podcast to me. Okay. So the one that I picked was the only room where I actually did the destruction myself. And it is a classic. And if you've played this room, you know exactly what puzzle I'm referring to. And it is Red Giant. Red Giant has a very well-known puzzle that you smash an item. And when we got ours, I actually did it on accident. Oh, so no. It, it kind of gives you a clue into what you can do. And some people say, like, they put it on the ground and then they stomped on it or, like, threw it against the wall. I was literally holding it with both of my hands and I was about to place it somewhere. And I guess I was gripping too hard. I'm not really too sure, but it just popped in my hand. And I was like, <gasps> and I thought I had broken it. But then when I saw the thing come out, I was like, I was supposed to do that. So <laughs> that was really exciting, but also frightening at the same time, because as someone that really cares about escape rooms and like, the things inside I didn't want to be responsible for breaking something of theirs but 
it was supposed to happen. So that's my destruction puzzle. And, and I'm not going to go into specifics. If you played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, go play it. Absolutely. I think Quest Room overall has the most breakage in their rooms. They like doing that. They kind of keep coming back to it here and there throughout multiple, not all, but multiple of their adventures. A shout out to their game masters for replacing that every time. I know. I know. Like, all of the things every time. Right? They I, just got like a like, factory. Do they just in have back. like 20 in the back or something? They uh, must. Someone's doing arts and crafts. <laughs> for real. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. As you know, this was the category I was most excited about. So I'm going to bring up something that will blow your mind. We've had him on the show, Brandon West. And I can fully talk about this puzzle with full respect to everyone listening because it doesn't exist anymore. But have you ever seen the movie Shark Tale? Yes. You remember how Frankie dies? Oh, no. An anchor <laughs> falls on his head. And the shark slayer takes advantage. And Will Smith, as a fish, says, oh, that was me. Anyways, in this game, Atlantis, you once found an anchor. And that anchor, you actually got to drop on a cinder block. So for me, that is the greatest destruction puzzle. Because who thinks of that? And who? how do you even get an anchor? I'm so land dwelling. I don't even know where the first place to go for an anchor would be. Do you like the sea? The sea? Yeah. Do you go to the bottom of the sea and we come in contact with Beth's fears from her Halloween oh episode? Mm -mm. I won't go down, but like <laughs> I'll drive you guys to the ocean and I'll wait. I'll bring snacks. <laughs> yeah. See, I love this because it was truly destructive. It wasn't something that was easily ready to break it was a cinder block in all honesty this is probably why they took it away too it was pretty dangerous if you drop that anchor anywhere else other than the cinder block you're breaking a toe you're cracking the floor but for the short time that it lasted tati and i got to experience it and therefore it solidified itself as the best destruction puzzle ever to be yeah, that was a really good one. And I mentioned it when we were talking to Brandon that I strongly advise you not to do <laughs> that because I was like, you are on the wrong page. Please don't break this room. And it was the first day of them having this open. Yeah. I, was like, I don't think this is a good idea, Kai. <laughs> so before we move on to round two, guys, destruction puzzles in general, are they good or are they bad? Because I feel... If you have them in a room, you almost have to reveal to your group during the rules what it's going to be before you get to it. Otherwise, you run the risk of them breaking something in the room. How do you guys feel about that? I like it. I think it creates unique puzzles. I can. I haven't played Curse of the Black Knight, but from the two that I have played, I can remember those vividly in my mind because they're so unique. Yeah. Whereas you have so many puzzles where it's like, oh, match this number with this color and that gets you whatever combo you need. I don't remember specifically anything because that is not as unique as mm -hmm. smashing or destroying something. 
So I think in that light, it's really cool. Yes, it has to come with a disclaimer. And maybe you don't have to explicitly say what it is, but kind of preface it and just give them a warning like, hey, if you think this is supposed to break, by all means, go for it. <laughs> and I guess like when you're making the game, make it a little bit more obvious yeah, and not subtle. Um, so it separates itself, but I think it's a really cool aspect. Nice. Beth, do you like them overall? I like them overall, but I feel like there is a line that you can teeter on where, I mean, whether you do a disclaimer or not at the beginning, I personally, as like a player, I would not want to know a disclaimer like that. I would want to just like go into it and figure it out as time goes on. And I feel like a good destruction puzzle will reveal itself on its own. And, you know, there's ways you can go around it and like you can write a little note saying like you break this uh go as obvious as that fine but there is that line between like a really good destructive puzzle and like a fun destructive puzzle that like might need a little more guidance but overall i like throwing shit across the room so there you go give me some glass i don't care (laughs) (laughs) don't hurt yourself no i'm throwing it across the room whoever's on the (laughs) other side of the room don't hurt yourself There you go. Well, we got a triple thumbs up over here. All right, guys, let's move on to round two. This is going to be the best room that has a voice interaction. And what we mean by that is you might recall previously we did character interaction, which was like an actor, someone like that in the room. This is a little bit different. This is simply a voice that you may be here in a room hopefully often, and you like it, whether it was funny, mysterious, scary, something like that. So we're going to start this round with, let's get this right, it's going to be me, and then it's going to be Beth, and then it's going to be Tati. So I'm going to start close to my hometown, San Marcos, a little bit north, at a place I used to work. I'm not biased, I promise. But this game is called KV62. Now, my suggestion for best voice interaction is a little bit of a wild card because it highly depends on something Beth and I have talked about recently, the Game Master. Mm -hmm. KV62 is an Egyptian tomb-sploring game, and your Game Master is at the helm of a microphone and they become the pharaoh spirit being the manager at locked adventures in the past i've seen this game run at its peak and at its bottom and when it's at its peak you have someone behind the microphone that is witty smart paying attention and personalizing your adventure and it can take a game that might be a little bit on the easy side and turn it into a theatric endeavor with puzzles. So that is my suggestion for best voice interaction is the Pharaoh of the tomb of KV-62. That's a great one. And Kai, you were my Pharaoh when I played with my family and everything you said that made a great voice Pharaoh for that room, you did. And my family had a great time. We loved the sarcastic remarks mainly towards me but also just the personal personal aspect of it because you were being attentive kind of tying in your guys's last episode of what makes a great game master so obviously I already knew you prior but (laughs) 
if I didn't, I'd be like, wow. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Handing it off to Beth. Tell me about some voice interaction you like. So I ended up choosing Magic Cottage at Infinity in Fullerton. Okay. And I also worked for this company. I sense a theme. <laughs> I also worked here. So it could be biased, could be not biased. I thought, I'm going to say unbiased. He's just got a cute, he's just a cute little character. It's Magnus the Dragon. And if you've had the pleasure of meeting him, congratulations. He's a sassy little guy. <laughs> and I just love how many things he can say. And in your game, which is... 75 minutes I believe you'll hear him say a lot of different things to like help you get on track or just to like poke a little fun at you and he just says a lot of really funny things but when you from a game master point of view when you actually see all of the things that he can say and all of the different lines that he has it's massive it's huge and you can really pick and choose and I don't know, each game master can be a little different, have their own little flair, pick and choose whatever phrases they want to say. But there's a lot of variety of what he can say in the game. And I love that because every game had a little bit of a different experience and it wasn't the same dialogue every hour making me go crazy. You know, yeah. you know, when you hear the same thing every single hour for like 12 hours, you go crazy. But this one you can really play around with and you can get some variations. So that way no one goes crazy in the facility and everybody has a wonderful time. Keep the sanity. Keep the sanity. We need to do more escape rooms. <laughs> so great suggestion here. Yes. Tati and I got to experience this together. What a coincidence. <laughs> I think maybe this was the first time Tati met Beth. It was the first time. She was not our game master, though, but she popped in right before we went to go play the other room before Magic Cottage. Yeah. I think, leaving. I, think I was like clocking out for the day when I was like passing by you guys. I'm yes. not sure. I met you briefly. Mm -hmm. Yes, but that was the first time. And I believe this is when I gave you your Cager Express shirt. It is. And we took a picture in yeah. the room with the shirts on. Yeah. Good times, good times. I love Magnus specifically, ties to one of my favorite Disney characters, Mushu. Really big personality, little tiny dragon. <laughs> I really liked it too. I thought it was funny and you didn't really know what to expect. I don't remember getting a lot of hints, but I think that the way that he talks to you gives just enough to make you look in the right direction. And then you, you're often going, which I love. Because it's not a direct hint, but it's like, oh, you're a little stuck. Listen to this little uh, comment I have to say. And then you you just got it instantly. So yeah, good. he has a lot of phrases that go from like vague, less vague, very, very specific. You need help. <laughs> kind of <a> thing. <laughs> and then like a whole bunch of other stuff in between. And it's really, really nice when you're running a game to be able to be like, they desperately need this one. Or they just need a little push. They just need to know, like, look over there. All right, Tati, coming up to you. You never worked at an escape room, and that's okay. But that means the trend is going to break with what you I suggest. It's sorry. Yes, never worked at an escape room. I have been behind the scenes, though, just unofficially. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my room, I don't think you guys have played. It's actually up in Northern California. 
and it's at Omscape Sunnyvale. The room is called Apartment Next Door. And this room is meant for smaller groups. And they already tell you going in, this room is pitch black. You cannot see a single thing at all. So my boyfriend, Kevin, and I played it just the two of us. And it is no joke. Like, I take pride in being able to see in the dark. I could not see a single dang thing, you guys. Like, it's literally just audio and tactile. Like, you're touching everything. So what I'm nominating is the little girl next door that guides you through this room. And she needs help. She needs help finding some things throughout the room. And then you keep going into the house and her tone starts to change. And you go into creepier parts. Oh, no. (laughs) Great. It's honestly such a great room that I don't think a lot of people talk about. It is really creepy. And Kevin and I are not super brave people. But there are some things that you have to do. So (laughs) I found something to like use as a weapon. So whenever I would walk anywhere, I would like swing it in front of me. Jeez. (laughs) I was so scared at times. I was sweating in that room, you guys. But the audio is so good and you have to listen to her because you literally cannot see anything. So that is my nomination for voice interaction. I like that. I'm (laughs) scary. I mean, this is awful, but like little girls are scary. Yeah. And I know at one point in your lives, you were both little girls, but like, yeah, I was terrified. You were were scary. (laughs) Kids looked at me and, or not like adults looked at me and were like, damn, (laughs) birth control. (laughs) Don't forget. Oh, bad. (laughs) Okay, that's a different kind of scary. Yeah, it's all scary. <laughs> Tati, that was a good suggestion. I know why you were excited about this category. Given that room's a little bit spooky, were you, was it just you two? Yeah. It was oh, just wow. Kevin and I. Yeah. And Did I you know it was the, scary going in? We knew it was creepy, but we didn't know how scary it was. Okay. Be. No regrets? No regrets. I would do it again. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the final round. Best point collecting room. Now, it's wide open to what type of points you're collecting. It doesn't have to be like steal the money or anything like that. It just has to be a non-traditional escape room where it's kind of game show based. You're collecting a point total and maybe there's a leaderboard or something like that. Okay. And Beth is going last. And Tati's going first, and I'm going in the middle. And did I get the order right? Heck yeah, you did. Either. See, I've been listening. <laughs> Second time's a charm. <laughs> you got it, Kai. <laughs> All right, Tati, start it off. Another one that you guys haven't played, but it is in Northern California at the same place. Homescape. Homescape. Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale. And this room is called Undercooked. This is one of your favorite rooms ever. It is. It is in my top 10. I think it was my 10th out of all the top. Okay. Yes. So like I mentioned in that episode, if you are familiar with Overcooked, you are making meals. You're trying to get as many points as possible within a certain time span. That's exactly what this room is. 
you are in a kitchen and you have this recipe book and you have to find all the ingredients, put it together in a certain order in the room. And once you do, you get the points for that dish. It's bananas. This room is crazy big and there's so much to do. We played with six people. Everyone was running around like crazy. I loved every second of it because I love Overcooked. So if you like the game, I'm pretty sure you'll like the room. And the cool part is if you do all of the recipes in this book that you're given, you get to do this extra bonus recipe. But if you have the capability to do all of them, highly, highly recommend. So super fun. I love it, love it, love it so much. So I take it you you did all of them. Yeah. Tati is uh. <laughs> an overcooked fanatic. Like if she did drugs, she would be shooting up overcooked. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but I, I like luckily, we'll overcooked and my hands get sweaty. And then I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta put the put the remote down and then they gotta like wash my hands and then get back to overcooked because I'm behind and people are throwing tomatoes and I'm freaking out and tears are like <laughs> on my face. Oh no, it brings my like organized OCD self so much joy. Yeah. And then when you get all three stars and you can go for four stars, oh, yes. <laughs> I will get to a point on some levels where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting the groove. I get it. And then one, like one person will do something differently. And I'm like, you're not doing it. You're not doing it the way I want you to do it. And I'm freaking out. <laughs> it's so fast. And there's so many moving things. However, it was physical, like if it was a physical escape room, I think I would love that because doing this is different for me, like leaping across the room to go grab something. <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> so, All yes, right. That, that is the one I'm excited to share with everyone. We got to get up to Sunnyvale. Yes, you do. And get some rooms done, Beth. There's a whole region. that There's like... a whole region. Yeah. I've done a few, but like so many ghost patrol the other palace games lots of things lots of things this scary one me. in san jose visiting tati okay tati that was a great suggestion but i have a heartwarming second suggestion for best point collecting room this room i played with our dearest our dorkiest our daringest beth dibel we took a trip daring. to palm springs <laughs> Yes, you're she was daring. Not ready for that. <laughs> I was like, who? Oh, I had, I had to throw a compliment in there. I couldn't just call you dorky and stop. <sighs> but you had to choose daring. You had to. You had to lie to the people. <laughs> Two out of three were good. Actually, dorky's good to me. Anyways, <laughs> Beth, we went to Palm Springs. <laughs> we visited our friend Charlie and Vince, even though he wasn't there, helped build this. This is Station Thirteen. Station Thirteen is a train a train is the escape room and there are puzzles galore as you're basically uncovering cargo and you have to solve a puzzle for each piece of cargo that you smuggle and i don't know how many puzzles there are beth but there were so many puzzles that as soon as the clock started i looked you in the eyes and i just nodded my head and i said i'll see you at the end and we yeah. split 
and didn't see each other until the very end of the game. We're on that final puzzle. Beth and I got everything done, sweating. It's just crazy. It's the most puzzle heavy game I've ever been in. And even though we played it as just us two, we were able to accomplish it. And it was just such a thrill. Part of the thrill is like probably the second room I ever played with you. So I was like, I hope she's good at puzzles. And you're probably like, I hope he's good at puzzles. And <laughs> meanwhile, both of us were like, don't speak. Like, don't talk. Just do your thing. <laughs> yeah, you do we... your thing. I do my thing. <laughs> so Station 13, I think, is one of the best puzzle point collecting rooms you could ever play. Tati, I know that's coming up for you soon. So get your puzzle head on because there's a lot, Ready? a lot to do. I know. I'm so excited to pay Charlie a visit and play all of those rooms. All right, Beth. It is your turn to conclude the best of battle with the best point collector room you've ever experienced. I know you're excited for this one. What do you have in store for us? I have in store the Auditorium Emporium at ExapeX. Oh, yeah. I think is this continued or oh, closed? I know it is. <laughs> Tati, Tati knows it is. Oh, location, is. right? <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad. Anyways, rip. Moving on. Yes. In its glory, um, it was a very exciting point-based game that I had played, and it was maybe it was just because there were a ton of pretty colors. There was a lot of stuff going on. There was stuff from like floor to ceiling decorated crazy and maybe that just like fit with my vibe I was really into that I was into the chaos but basically you have like your tokens and you would be feeding feeding them into a place where you can open up more boxes to get more puzzles to work on and there's like another layer on top of that where you have to organize all the things that you have solved into a certain pricing category and then that would be whatever you got right in that area were the amount of points you got at the end so it was already challenging to try and get all of the puzzles but then to have to organize them on top of that in order to actually get your points and they had a huge variety of different puzzles that you can play and solve and all of them are super theatrical and very fun yeah and there's a puppet game master in there. It's such a fun game in general with so many interesting and fun surprises that are just comedic or exciting or just like off the wall. Like I wasn't expecting that. I don't think I was going to be expecting any of those kinds of things that really will throw you for a whirl. And that's why I think that this is the best point system game. <laughs> It's really good, honestly, and it it's is fun. it is chaos. It really is chaos. It's really good layering. Mm -hmm. uh, do you guys ever watch Muppet Babies? No. <laughs> so there's no, but a, I watched a Muppet movie last. There's week. an episode of Muppet Babies where somehow they end up in the attic, and then like their imaginations take over, and that's what this game kind of reminded me of because it's so crowded, and as soon as you start putting in coins and opening up drawers everything's going on at once and so it just kind of reminded me of Muppet Babies and I love Muppet Babies like I can go head to head with you and naming all the Muppets but you'd win sadly <laughs> you can't play this game anymore that's really all we're gonna say but hopefully somehow this 
type of room can return because it's one of the rooms that kind of pushed the envelope on escape room activities and different like approaches to an escape room itself. Before we conclude, I want to ask you both about these point collecting games. Obviously, we have the situations where Tati's team got all the recipes, our team got all the treasure, but Auditorium, I don't think it was possible to get all the drawers in the time. Some people would book back to back to play. Do you hesitate to feel satisfied on a point collecting room if you don't get all the way there? Well, I think it depends on my group. Like if I feel like, because that game was super hard and I was playing with two other players that I wasn't used to playing escape rooms with. And all of us kind of like spread out. We were working on things and we none of us were really communicating just because of like the dynamic and how new it was and how chaotic everything else was going. So I was a little sad, but I was also like, it's fine. Like it was three of us. There was like so many things to do. But if there's like four or five of us and we're all like tight knit, we know exactly what's going on and we like can talk without even talking to each other and we don't finish it. Like I'm probably going to go home and cry. No. (laughs) (laughs) We're here for you, Beth. We're here for you. Fantastic. For me, so like an example I have is Battleship. So Battleship is another point. Yeah. Absolutely. And we did Boys Against Girls and we probably shouldn't have done that because two of the boys were like super new to it in our group so it kind of left Kevin doing most of it and the girls were kicking butt and so obviously we won but with that said there were a lot of other puzzles that didn't get solved just because of the amount that there there are in that room and so we did ask at the end like oh can you kind of walk us through the ones that we didn't solve because it's almost that like there were so few puzzles that were not solved. It's not worth like going back again. Yeah. And thankfully, Boris, Boris, right? Bora. Bora, dang it. Baby like, and who's, Bora. Who's Boris? <laughs> I, am Bo- I am Boris. <laughs> Play my okay. escape room. I am Boris. I right, feel I'll, like I'll, you I'll, should I'll cut that out. What are your masks on? Oh my God. Okay, where was it? So thankfully, Bora went over all of the puzzles that we didn't solve and it was kind of like oh yeah done now that we know what we should have done it seems simple but yeah. we just didn't do it you know so for like for something like that I think that's good enough I agree I think in a lot of these rooms specifically the destruction puzzle and the point collecting they're very enticing styles of games but you have to go about it in the right way to execute it to people's satisfaction because you don't really want a room that people have to play twice and the first time they play it, they feel incomplete and then they feel forced to play it again. But if you can build a room that maybe you do have to play twice and each time is equally satisfying, that's great. You build a room where you can surprise them with the destruction, that's great. But if you literally have to tell them that, hey, you're going to find a so-and-so in this room and when you find it, you can break it. It kind of takes away the excitement of the moment. Not saying anything as a disclaimer in the beginning helps a lot with feeding into like the buildup for more exciting moments inside the room without like laying it out and doing the whole ABCs for them. Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) All right, guys, that brings us to the end of Best of Battle 3. 
we had three awesome contestants with three excellent candidates, but maybe there was something better. So if you have something better, please let us know in the comments, let us know in a message, and we will see you soon for the next episode of Escape Break. Hey Kai, guess what? No, don't say it. I need more time. Break time is just about over. But Tati, what if they want more? They can tune into the next episode. Next episode? Of course. There's so many more escape adventures to share. Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.